0: You are listening to Radio Lounge, the voice of creative entrepreneurs and influencers. My name is Patrick and I will be the host for today's show. This podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at Lounge 4284, the space for web content creators and creative people. So today we're going to talk about what do you do when your content gets stolen. Let's please welcome lawyer Aisha Tori from Artila. Hey, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: So, Thank you for being here. Of course. So, just to get people aware of what you do, who you are and stuff, why don't you give a little background? Yeah.
1: So my name is Aisha Tori. I am a lawyer for creatives, and I'm the founder of Artie Law. So Artie Law is a legal practice that offers legal services to people in creative industries. So I work with people in the fashion industry, in the tech industry, um, in the art industry, and in entertainment.
0: So you're more catering to pe- the creative people.
1: Yes, exactly. I yes. call it creative industry law.
0: Yeah. And, and- is this like something new or is, is there other lawyers, that, especially in Montreal maybe, like who are catering more to creators or like are you one of the only ones?
1: It, I don't think it's something new, but I do think it's a new way of presenting it. You know, there's, hmm. there's always been people practicing intellectual property. There's always been entertainment lawyers. I just think no one really in Montreal packages it that way. It's a little more popular um, if you go to Toronto. It's a lot more popular if you go to States, but in Montreal doesn't really happen
0: right and there's something that we always say to people because like a lot of content creators don't realize how to first of all protect themselves and so on or uh if they go to the entrepreneur um Side of things where they mm-hmm. want to like get, uh, you know, they want to look for funding and so on to to continuing their uh, their creation, their projects mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, a lot of times we say, you when you open a business, make sure you have a lawyer on your side and you yeah. have also an accountant because mm-hmm. these are two professions that you always need mm-hmm. to to help you with your journey because anytime something happens, there people to exactly. go to. So, have you? Uh, I mean, besides artists, have you dealt with people in like let's say social media or YouTube and so on?
1: Um. Not YouTube per se, but I do have videographers
0: okay. as
1: uh, as clients. I do have photographers. I've had to deal with influencers even before I started practicing as an intern. I've had to deal with influencers. Um, so yeah,
0: interesting because it, like, it is it, it is kind of like a gray area where we don't know what's ours, what's not ours when we put something online. We don't know like what we're actually giving up when we put something online, or like is does does that belong to us actually? These are like questions that come up very very often, where we don't know. Uh, you know, who's, who's the owner at the end when yeah. when, it, when it goes on the uh, whenever they say we post something on Facebook or on Instagram mm-hmm. like what happens in that case
1: but the thing is that it it really is clear legally speaking I just think people think that you know the internet is, is this far west place where everything is allowed and the minute that you post something online it doesn't belong to you anymore and it really isn't the case it actually the rules are really clear is that people decide not to not to follow them or not to care about them.
0: Yeah. Yes, uh, give, to give a very concrete example, uh, someone from our community, uh, we can say who it is because, I mean, she did put it up publicly and and asked for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes by the name Nerdy Crafter. Okay. She's a very, very popular YouTuber here in Montreal, but uh, caters a lot of people from the rest of Canada and the States. So mm-hmm. she does DIY crafts for those who want to check her out, Nerdy, Nerdy Crafter. Uh, so she recently... Uh, maybe this has been maybe a couple of months now uh, her she got her content completely like taken out from her channel meaning someone just ripped the content from her uh, from her channel okay. posted it somewhere else and and that person started making money off of it mm-hmm. uh, now and cases like that because it is a very very common case where uh, people rip people 's content online yeah. and and they put it on their own to make their own profit or their own uh, visibility. What, what should people do? How should people proceed to to prevent these these kind of actions?
1: It's, it's a hard question to answer because a lot of times people will come to me and they'll be like, well, what can I do to protect my work? And there is no such thing as this website that you can go to or, or this process that you can go through that only lawyers know about and that will protect your work and that will stop anyone from stealing your work. It doesn't work like that. Um, but there are things that you can do to, I guess not even prevent, but maybe help prevent these kind mm. of things. I, I think the first thing is being almost ruthless with your content. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the reason why a lot of people get their content stolen is because they are very tolerant with who uses it and who doesn't. Right. Um, for instance, a lot of Instagram accounts uh, will take pictures from other accounts without asking and people won't really care because they're not making money off of it. But right. You know, I don't create content for a living. And if I take a picture of a coffee shop and a a coffee shop's Instagram account takes it without asking me, I tell them, you know, and I don't even do this for Mm -hmm. a living. And so I think being ruthless with content and making people aware that even if they're not making money off of your content, that it is yours and that they have to ask your permission to use it, I think that's the first step to uh, preventing these kind of situations.
0: So there should be follow-up. People should be like uh, DMing these people back and saying, hey, this is my content. What are you doing?
1: Absolutely even yeah. if they're not making any, mo- any money off of it. And you don't have to be rude about it. You no. can be like, listen, I'm, I'm really happy that you like my picture and that you're sharing it on your account. I just want to say that you can't use my content without mm-hmm. asking me. So next time, just just make sure that you're asking me before you use it. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be rude.
0: Right. Uh, another thing that happens very often also is uh, influencers who get hired yes. now to do uh, pictures, photo ops, or uh, videos. Yeah. Yeah. And many times that content, uh, again, kind of falls into the zone because people don't know uh, what's happening is, let's say they got paid for it. Mm-hmm. They're paid to do this job and, and their content got, uh, like, once it's once up there, the, the, the person who, who bought it, they didn't buy the content, but they bought the service, yes. uh, wants to claim ownership yep. of this content. How do you, like, who does the content belong to?
1: Okay, so the first thing we have to establish is that if you create work, it is yours. If you pay for work, it's not yours unless the person who created the work or the person who owned the copyrights on the work actually transfers the rights to you. Mm -hmm. So just because you paid for a picture doesn't mean it's yours. Just because it's a picture of you doesn't mean it's yours. Uh, so I think that's like the first thing that we need to establish. After that, when someone, as a content creator, when someone hires you to take pictures of them or, you know, you know to create content for social media, I think it's very important to set boundaries and to say, listen, this is how many pictures I am creating for you. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do with my pictures and what you can't do. Because maybe you'll be okay with the person posting a picture on Instagram, but maybe you don't want that picture to be published in a magazine and you're not getting any money off of it, Right, right. right. So I think establishing boundaries is very, very important to the content creator. Mm-hmm,
0: for sure. Um, let's open the, the conversation to, to the audience. I know some audience members who had some questions that they wanted to share, they wanted to ask. Yeah, sure. Um, first question. Yes. As an illustrator myself, <coughs> I, I got the information recently mm-hmm. that um, doing <coughs> that art could be a risk because well, it's fan art, it's something that you draw, but the property behind it is not yours. Yeah. so people who sell fan art in conventions and <laughs> uh, comic cons or all sorts of different events uh, maybe don't know it. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing is uh, illegal. Yeah. so what is it that you can <laughs> do if you actually want to sell uh, fan art, or if you are uh, something that owns a property, and people are making money out of your uh, intellectual property, what can you do against it?
1: Okay, so two questions. Let me start with the first one. Um, In theory, if you are going to reproduce a character that is owned by another entity, you need a license. That is, in theory, how it works. However, um, comic creators have been known to be very tolerant when it comes to fan art. Um, same thing for video game companies. So Nintendo is quite tolerant. Um, DC Comics and other companies like that will be very tolerant of fan art because it just brings a community together. And, and they're happy to see that you know readers and players do appreciate the, the, the characters that they've created. But in theory, um, you do need a license. And I think that the reason why they're being tolerant is because there isn't that much money to make off of fan art, whereas if you start selling t-shirts with licensed characters, if you start selling any other merchandise, I do think they won't appreciate it. So basic answer, you need a license. Um, And then your second question, can you please repeat it?
0: And my second question is, let's say that I am uh, owning an intellectual property. Let's say (laughs) I am the creator of, uh, I don't know, Batman. And your content gets stolen? Yeah.
1: Okay. the first thing I always tell people is document the situation so when you see that someone has taken your content just pile up evidence you know take screenshots anything that you can put together to prove that this is your content whether it be the raw files whether you have a picture of yourself with the the image whether you have a screenshot with the date that you've posted the picture on Instagram it doesn't matter just pile up evidence that is the first thing to do second thing you contact the person who has taken your content a lot of times You know they'll they'll be nice and they'll they'll say you know i'll take it down and and that's fine um sometimes that does not work now what you do after that will depend on what what platform you are on so if we're talking about online content one of the things that you can do is just report it you know most if not all platforms have mechanisms to report um, copyright infringement so you can use that Um, if we're talking about physical products and the person does not want to stop selling these products and just you, you just can't negotiate with that person, um, I, I think at that point a demand, letter would be appropriate.
0: So if I'm a new content creator, mm-hmm. where is a good place I can go to learn <clears> more <throat> about these laws and regulations?
1: Um, so there is a lot of content online about copyright law, uh, more and more. So going online could be a good place just to get the basics. Like I know on on my blog, I do produce a lot of content um, about anything really. So I I have have stuff about copyright, about trademarks, about licensing. Um, So you can go on there and get a lot of information um, out of that. Another thing, a lot of lawyers now give workshops. I, more and more now, you will see you will see big events have uh, workshops and conferences about the legal side of doing business. So that's a good way to do it. But I, I think one of the most underestimated legal service is legal consultations. Um, they're relatively excessive, not accessible, accessible, accessible to to most people. And the amount of information and legal advice that you can get in thirty minutes or an hour is it's quite remarkable um, so I'd say if, if you can put together the money for a, a 30 minutes or one hour of legal consultation you will get your money's worth so I think that'd be a good place to start Um yeah
0: okay. good. Heather <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, well, I did have a situation where somebody copied one of my designs because I make uh, wedding cake toppers. Mm -hmm. And so, and how I found it was I just was Googling, you know, why are wedding cake toppers and it came up randomly. And so, what I did was I contacted the blog Mm -hmm. to find out and I was able actually to contact the person that made it. And it turns out it was someone that made it not to sell, but to give to their parents oh. as an anniversary gift. But it just goes to show you that it's you. You should definitely like pursue Absolutely. tracking them down and finding out. So when I found out that I was, you know, I was fine with that. But I think it was actually even someone else had, had said to me, "Oh, you got to go after them and all this." But when I realized their intent wasn't yeah. to steal or make money from it, then it, I was fine with it. You're you reminding me of something. We were talking about what to do if someone has has stolen your content, but if, if, you, if you can tell the person has good intentions, you can turn this into additional revenue. So you can say, listen, you can keep on selling my work, but I want a percentage of your sales.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a good idea. So basically, it's kind of like they kind of become franchises of you.
1: Yeah, they yeah. become licensees. Okay. That's
0: interesting. And do they have to go uh, to legal actions to getting those, or they can just make an arrangement between each other? Well, you
1: can make a licensing contract.
0: Wow, yeah. well, that's interesting. Well, uh, thank you very much, Aisha. Of course, my you- pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to follow us on our several social media outlets where we post a ton of content. And of course, to find everything in one place, visit our website, creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free and rewarding.